This morning in our Wellness Corner then, we focus on good quality sleep. What constitutes a good rest? Why do some people struggle to fall asleep and uh, get up? And how can we remedy the situation? Insomnia, let's talk about that uh, with Pete Fermark, who is a neurophysiologist at the Pretoria Sleep Lab. Uh, Piet, thank you so much for joining us. How are you this morning? Good morning, Asanda. I'm very well, thank you. Well, if there's an entire lab dedicated to this, this is a common problem. And we know insomnia is a common sleep disorder. But is it just as simple as the inability to fall asleep when one needs to? It can be much more complicated than that. Um, so we look at two different groups of, of sleep disorders. And in total, there are about 87 different types of sleep disorders. So, yes, it can be very complicated. But... I think you can look at uh, basically organic and non-organic sleep disorders. So organic meaning it's originating from within the body mm-hmm. and non-organic originating from outside the body but affecting the body and the brain. Okay. So what we need to do then is to look at you know look at the history of the patient, what happened, when did it start, how uh, does he feel when he wants to fall asleep? Does he struggle to fall asleep? Does he struggle to stay asleep? Does he wake up feeling tired? Is he tired during the day? And uh, having done that assessment, then we can decide on the appropriate uh, route of action for the treatment. How much sleep is essentially needed for an adult? Well, we look at about at least around seven hours of sleep per night, which is a good optimal um, amount of time. If you sleep less than that, there are certain stages of sleep that you are not getting to, and that is also then causing daytime functioning problems. Mm-hmm. If you get more than nine hours of sleep, it's also been proven in some studies that it can also not be very healthy for an adult. So the, you mentioned the organic and the non-organic factors in terms of where it originates from uh, when we have pr- trouble sleeping, this insomnia. But let's also right. differentiate between acute insomnia, which is short-term, and chronic insomnia, which would be more longer. So the acute type is usually uh, triggered by something, a traumatic event right now in your life, and it uh, causes you to not fall asleep or not stay asleep for about uh, three to four weeks, uh, after which it should resolve itself. Chronic insomnia will last for longer than that, can carry on for months and even years, um, and need uh, you know, very specific intervention to, to treat. Um, sleeping tablets may help, but it's not optimal to use that. So we use, well, there's a new technique um, called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, mm-hmm. which has been proven to be much more effective than, than sleeping tablets in the long term. And what are the common causes of the chronic uh, type of insomnia? The chronic type can be caused by some abnormalities in the brain, which is not necessarily something like epilepsy or or brain dysfunction, but just the inability of the brain to switch off um, and disconnect from your consciousness when you sleep. And then the behavioral training um, process is designed to uh, to remedy that. Uh, there can also be uh, things like shift work, uh, restless leg syndrome, periodic lymph movement disorders that can 
uh, interfere with the ability to fall asleep or stay asleep, so we need to look at that. Um, and behavioral issues, you know, at what time do you go to sleep, at what time do you wake up, fixing a routine, all of that is very important to, to try and remedy this problem. Yeah, and, and you mentioned something important there because I think m- most of us would look at insomnia as uh, dealing with falling asleep, but you're saying also staying asleep is, yes. is what's what's uh, factored into this. So when is it time to see a doctor? It is time to see a doctor when the inability to sleep properly at night is interfering with your functioning or during the daytime. So when you wake up feeling tired, when you are not focusing at work, falling asleep behind the steering wheel of a car, uh, then, you know, it, it's necessary to uh, to have a look at it. Also, when you do not sleep properly, it can affect a lot of bodily functions like heart rate, blood pressure, um, sugar levels, met- metabolism, hormonal secretion, and so on. So slowly the body will start to dysfunction because of this and uh, you will you will know you will not feel happy and healthy and energetic when you need to be in the morning Mm. you you mentioned earlier medications and prescription drugs and how do they affect or or do they interfere with sleep in such an extent that we need to pay attention to them i'm thinking people who are on antidepressants and uh, i guess people with asthma or, or blood pressure issues yeah, so we know that certain drugs, you know, they, they can promote sleep, but then they can also affect sleep. So when we sleep, we have different sleep stages. Uh, we go from stage one, which is drowsiness, to stage two, light sleep, stage three, deep, slow-wave sleep, and then REM or rapid eye movement sleep. Mm-hmm. And some medications can alter the timing and the duration of these sleep stages. So it's not always a good thing to to take a sleep tablet because it also messes up with the normal sleep staging during the night and then ultimately can have a negative effect on that. The other thing that we also see is um, habit-forming tablets or medication. Mm. So you're taking a specific dosage and then after two weeks or three weeks you need a higher dosage and so it just continues. So you end up with very high dosages of medication, but you're not really uh, treating or addressing the issue. Okay. And antidepressants? Antidepressants can have an effect on either REM sleep or on slow-wave sleep, depending on a type of antidepressant. Uh, So it can either uh, make the slow-wave sleep longer and the REM sleep shorter, or the slow-wave sleep shorter and the REM sleep longer. So it can also have a long-term negative effect on the quality of sleep. What role does caffeine uh, and uh, things like nicotine, uh, cola and and alcohol play in this? So any stimulant will, you know, inhibit or or affect the brain's ability to to have that switch-off effect that I was mentioning Hmm. or disconnect effect. So when you fall asleep, the midbrain is active, but the, the surface of the brain needs to be not so active because that's where your consciousness is. Um, and if you're using stimulants, then it's more difficult for that disconnect to happen. And we often see that with people that smoke, for instance, they would often wake up during the night to get up and smoke. And the more they do that, the more 
severe the, the insomnia problem becomes. Mm. So we would look at all of that, you know, the lifestyle and habits, and during the CBTI process, the cognitive behavioral therapy, um, those could be addressed. Does insomnia become more common as you get older? Do, do, do we, as we get older, start to struggle with our sleeping patterns and, and falling asleep? Yes, it does, because your sleeping tablet patterns changes as you get older. So older people have a much more um, different sleep cycle than in, in younger adults. And uh, they tend to wake up more often during the night or they tend to wake up very early in the morning. So in, in older people, it's extremely important to fix a specific routine and try to determine the optimal amount of sleep needed in an individual and work around that. And is the risk of insomnia greater for men or, or for women or there's not really much of a disparity there? I think it might be greater in women, but you know it also depends on on the circumstances. Uh, men sometimes tend to work more shifts. Um, women tend to worry more. So there's there's a lot of factors that can affect uh, the the incidence of insomnia in women and men. Mm. Can the sleep problems that we're talking about be a concern for children as well and teenagers? Oh, definitely. We see that. Uh, that's actually a, a very commonly overlooked problem and we see that manifest at school in terms of IDD and ADHD uh, where children who do not sleep properly might present with these type of symptoms and then uh, get put on tablets or stimulants to try to keep them awake and concentrating during the daytime instead of looking at their sleeping pattern. Um, and there are quite a number of sleep disorders can happen in children that are not picked up very easily, mm. even by the parents. And I think we often joke when they have so much sugar from a party and all the sweets and, and cool drinks that they've been drinking that they're going to have a, a sugar rush. But I don't think we actually take it as seriously as we should and look at yeah. it closely, as you say. Definitely. All right. So how do we get uh, connected then with uh, the sleep lab? Uh, because this is, I think, a, a topic that will affect a lot of us. As we say, it's not just about being able to fall asleep, but to also stay asleep and get quality sleep and the hours that you need to uh, put in to be able to function. Yeah, so we work on referral only, so people need to, or patients need to be referred to us by doctors. So you can just speak to your uh, GP and they can start with an initial assessment. And if they need a more thorough sleep assessment or a sleep study, which we do overnight, then the patient will be referred to us at the lab. Um, and then we have a website, I think it is sleepclinicspretoria.co.za, uh, and there's a lot of information on the process on there as well. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate your time, Piet. It's a pleasure. Piet Fermak is a neurophysiologist at the Pretoria Sleep Lab, talking about good quality sleep, an interesting one for us night shifters and uh, all these uh, shifts that we work, I guess. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I, I think for me, if you find your rhythm, as Piet was saying, just have a schedule and uh, that rhythm will help in terms of making sure that you get that uh, good quality sleep because sometimes we can't control our work hours and, and all that. Try release the stress also and, and seek help. Don't wait for it to be uh, chronic. While it's acute, uh, seek help when you realize it's affecting your mood 
and your functionality. We're going to talk planting the seeds in just a bit. It's now 4.46. Here is Wham with Careless Whispers.